Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Stride Power Podcast. As always, my name is Evan. Today, I am thrilled to be joined by John Trainer, the CTO of Wahoo. John, how are you doing today? I am doing great, and I am thrilled as well because I've been listening to this podcast since episode one, and to be on here is awesome. Um, do you think you'll give a listen to this episode as well, or will you will you shy away from listening to this one? Believe it or not, this will be the one episode I will not listen to. I don't see myself. I don't like seeing myself on video or hearing audio, so I will skip this one. Yeah, but there's tons of other running podcasts and tons of other episodes of the Stride Power Podcast for all runners to listen to. We're we're super excited to talk all about Wahoo, the new Stride integration with the Wahoo Rival Watch. And I'm also really excited to talk about your running background. Anytime we have different runners on the show, I really like to talk about the unique runners, their different background, kind of how they got there. Um, the one thing that I probably lead off with, and I was thinking about this a lot because because you know, we're in the endurance space, endurance tech space with Stride. I have a Wahoo bike computer. I have a Wahoo bike trainer because I've gotten into cycling a little bit more recently. Wahoo might be a phrase that runners are only typically used to saying if they've had a good workout, if they've had a good race, they might you know exclaim with joy. But Wahoo is a endurance sports tech brand. Can you tell us more about the company in general for people that might not have heard of it? Yeah, absolutely. I like you said, people that um, are into cycling, they they know Wahoo. We have a really good heritage uh, within cycling with our indoor trainer products uh, where you're able to ride your bike indoors. Um, it's really extended what people can do and really help them perform a lot better and, and set up a strong industry. Uh, but we also have outdoor bike computers. And recently, a year ago, in fact, I think, uh, oh, today's like the birthday. So uh, a year ago today uh, that we're talking, we launched the Rival Watch. And um, and that helps us because we have a lot of triathletes and Rival really was is strong for triathletes or some triathlete specific stuff. But the important thing is um, that, that we've entered an additional part of endurance sports. Uh, part of it is our founder, Chip, is just he's an amazing visionary. He's also a really good runner. And um, part of how we prioritize what products we do is what does Chip need? And Chip needed a, a watch that he loved on his, on his wrist. Mm -hmm. I really liked, so we, we talked a little bit, um, you know, pulling back the curtains a little bit for anybody listening. Usually you don't go in uh, without discussing any of the topics or getting some background information. One of the points uh, you made, I think is uh, really, really good, but is kind of like a core testament, a core value is people at Wahoo, like yourself, are runners. You're using the product, you're using other products in the running industry. You yourself have been using Stride for a while. You just mentioned you've listened to the podcast and stuff. But I think one of the really core important things for people to know when they listen to us talking about, you know, the Wahoo watch and how it connects with Stride is that you've been using it every day and you use it in your daily training. And that is a kind of core value that the people at Wahoo have. And it's the core value that people at Stride have as well is that, you know, we are runners uh, first and foremost, and you talking about, you know, Chip wanting a watch and how you start making this uh, sort of process and stuff is always fascinating to me. And it really uh, helps when you have the people that are developing the product and testing the product are, are going through it um, every day. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to Wahoo and maybe your first experience with it and then just kind of what led you to uh, starting to work at, at Wahoo? Yeah, absolutely. I've, uh, I've only been at Wahoo. I'm a, I'm a newbie, really, because I've only been here about 18 months. Um, I started right at the beginning of the pandemic. I had been 
uh, in technology uh, in my whole career. And I'd been at one company, a large retail company for about 20 years. And I was the chief information officer for the last 10 years there and uh, loved it, loved my, loved my team. But, um, you know, they, they say you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And, um, and I wanted to be a better runner. I wanted to be a better cyclist. I wanted to be a better triathlete. And um, what better way to do that than join uh, a company that is all about that? I mean, when I um, when I was trying to to figure out if I could work at Wahoo, part of what I did is I, I put together a deck and you know listed out my uh, my FTP. Uh, we nobody was we were we were doing a stride integration then, uh, and I didn't even know we were having a watch coming up, so I didn't list my critical power at the time. But um, and it's things like that that are are vital to being a Wahooligan. Um, when we look at people, just like you were saying, to work at Wahoo, um, we want them to live uh, the experience. You know, make we want people who use the products to make the products so that they make stuff that they love. Um, and so that appealed to me. The company has a phenomenal culture, um, and just uh, my my Wahoo journey started in I think it was like 2015 when I got my first kicker. Uh, you know, it helped me. Uh, do better than I thought I would in New York City triathlon by my my rule was uh, I could only watch Game of Thrones if I was on the kicker. And so like and, and I'm like, you know, it, Game of Thrones was, you know, I'm the de- I'm the target demo for that. And so it meant that I was on the kicker and I had a great bike. And it's, you know, when you use these products, um, you, you can do some cool stuff. Absolutely. I think uh, one of the funny things might be uh, the, the dated reference of, yeah, Game of Thrones a couple of years ago, just getting getting on the kicker and, yep. uh, you know, get, getting that uh, that stimulus and getting encouragement from being able to watch um, that show. I think it's also really funny that if you're, you know, looking at, you know, another branch of the tech industry, FTP might seem like a, a really, really weird acronym to put in a deck or something like that, but it's very welcome at a fitness brand uh, like Wahoo to yeah list your FTP or now your your auto-calculated critical power along with, uh, you know, some of your other accomplishments in the in, in the industry and stuff. Yeah, too. that's right. Now, I did not list my watts per kilogram, uh, but I did <laughs> list my FTP uh, and, and just, uh, and I'm convinced, you know, as, as part of looking at uh, whether or not I should join Wahoo, I'm, I'm sure some folks at Wahoo probably looked at my Strava and said, is he serious about this? So um, yeah, it's a really, it's a really cool place to work. Yeah, I love that. Um, so you mentioned you had, yeah, you know, been on the bike for a bit. You're doing some cycling, some triathlon and stuff. Can you tell us more about maybe your running journey? And you mentioned you started working at Wahoo early pandemic 2020. Um, how long have you been using Stride? How long have you been uh, focusing more on running and what's kind of your, your journey there? Yeah, so my running journey, I mean, really started when I was a lot younger. Uh, my mom had this dream of doing the Peachtree Road Race, which is a, a big 10K in Atlanta. Uh, and at the time, I thought a 10K was an insurmountable distance. I mean, I just thought that was the longest anybody would ever run. And she actually never, she trained and never did the Peachtree. Um, but I remember remember seeing that. And I, ne- I never was an athlete much growing up. I played soccer my whole life, but I would never consider myself much of an athlete, uh, happened to have a high school soccer coach that didn't know a thing about soccer, but he was like a cross country champ in Kentucky when he was growing up. And so we were great at running. Uh, we'd get beaten really bad, but we wouldn't be breathing hard when it happened. Um, and so that's probably where I got a good foundation of running. Uh, when I was in college, I would run a little bit with, with buddies, did my per- first Petrie road race with my sister. 
when I was in college. And that really got me hooked. Um, I would say, however, that I probably would be stuck on the couch if it weren't for my wife. She is incredibly inspirational. Um, she's a heck of a runner. She's done, I don't know, 110, 120 marathons. Uh, she's a 50 stater. Um, uh, we're, uh, we're working on continents now. And, um, and she really has helped uh, make me a better runner by just getting my butt out there and getting me to run. Um, so uh, so I've, I've been running, you know, for a while. I didn't start doing any longer distances until probably about 10 years ago. In fact, about 10 years ago right now, I did my first full marathon. And that was the Savannah inaugural uh, marathon. Um, and then have been running uh, since then, started picking up triathlons. Uh, I've done half Ironman um, and then a, a couple more marathons. Um, and uh, yeah, just just have loved, I just love starting to run and, and shaking out all the, you know, all the creeks in your body and just, and then start feeling that, that, that nice vibrant feel. Um, I'm a data junkie. And so the first time I read about stride, it just really appealed to me just from a data perspective. This was before auto calculated CP. And I'll talk about why, why I like that a lot, but, um, that's just the data piece. I was like, I don't know. It's another way to measure something. So, so I got it and started running and, that was, I think I got it right around January that year. I did in March or April, I did a half marathon and PR'd it and like blew, I'm, by the way, I'm really slow. We can talk about that in a little bit. I'm a big guy. Um, blew away my previous PR that I got because I ran with Heather and my wife and she just kept telling me, go slower, go slower, go slower. She was like my stride, but she was running alongside of me the whole time. Um, and by going slower, I ended up going faster. And I PR'd um, that that Skidaway uh, Island Half Marathon, uh, and I was like, "Oh my God, Stride! Like, you know, it really works." I'm not, not trying to sell your product for you, but um, so I've been a fan of, of Stride, and it's helped me continue to run. And then AutoCP, I think, is a really um, really cool game changer because for me, it's almost like a um, it it almost tells me my run fitness level really. Um, I mean, it helps me with race predictor, but it really tells me how well am I training is, is what it tells me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I really like um, some of the things that we chatted about and then you just brought up, uh, you know, right now is that you said before you were a go out too hard and blow up later kind of guy when it comes to your running and that yeah. you'd had, you know, so many half marathons where, and I relate to this hundred percent, I've had great races through 10 or 11 miles. And then yeah. just all of a sudden those last two or three miles, that last 5k, you just realize you didn't pace yourself. And I'm sure literally everybody listening has had an experience like that in a race. But then when you talk about changing your mindset, getting away from, uh, you know, focusing solely on pace through 10 miles, through 11 miles, trying to hold that all the way to the finish line, and you just run the moment that you're in and you focus on hitting your wattage, uh, it is a game changer in terms of your experience in a race. And you start to have different outcomes because your expectations during the middle of the race have, you know, totally, totally changed. Can you tell us um, maybe your, your mindset? So you mentioned auto CP and how it kind of gives you a driver and how it gives you a little bit more of a clue into your fitness level instead of showing up on race day saying, well, you know, I 
think I can kind of run about this. I'm not sure. I'm going to give myself, you know, a time range, a pretty wide window. Um, if anybody is in the Atlanta area has run Peachtree before, uh, I had that experience of Peachtree uh, before I worked at Stride and I just showed up and I said, well, I think I can kind of run this, um, you know, sort of time average. And, you know, the first 5K at Peachtree is this massive downhill. And the oh, last yeah. 5K is the, the biggest uphills you've seen in your life. Um, and just races like that, where you just show up on the start line, you don't really know your goal and your target. You just kind of wing it. You don't have that when you have things like auto CP, you have power live on your wrist. If you're, you know, wearing any, any sort of watch, but especially the Wahoo rival. Um, can you tell us just about how your, your mindset has, has changed with you show up on, you know, the start line based on your training and auto CP? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like uh, I, th I think it was in one of your uh, recaps of New York City Marathon. Um, it, like what a great example of a race. My wife just did that a couple weeks ago. And what a great example of a race where you can really mess up your race when you come out of, uh, you know, the bridge and everybody's cheering you on. And before you know it, you're, you're going to blow yourself up. And I had so many great 11 mile half marathons. And then terrible two remaining miles and it was just i didn't know uh, really what i was doing uh, when i got that pr for example i said i'm gonna hit um, it was 312 watts i remember it i'm gonna hit 312 and i'm just gonna hit it no matter what and i'm gonna see what happens and i'm gonna trust and um and i remember i you know like i always do i'm starting out there was actually a 5k starting with the 10k that's the worst i mean the the half marathon that's the worst thing that can happen and i'm running and i'm and i'm looking and I'm like at 360 and I'm like, hold back. And what I do, I typically have my watch set up with a uh, three second um, average and then lap and then distance. And that's all I look at. I just look at those three things. I don't look at pace. I don't look at time. I don't look at heart rate until potentially later on. I can talk about that. Um, and then um, I start, I start running and I'm like, I'm at 360. This is ridiculous. What am I doing? And I scale myself back to 312 and I'm like, stick to 312. And then a little bit later on, same thing happened. I started getting, you know, my mind's drifting. And then I looked down, I'm like, what am I doing? Then at about mile 11, I'm looking down and I'm like at 280. I'm 270, 280. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? And I go, I'm going to trust that I can be at 312. And I'm going to go to 312. It's going to be uncomfortable, and I'm gonna, but I'm going to do it. And sure enough, when I crossed that finish line, I felt like I had nothing more to give. And obviously did better than I'd ever done before at that distance. Um, and it was just a really cool feeling to, to trust in that. And it allowed me to um, check myself. And it, I don't know, just it's just a really powerful way to run. Yeah, it's that mindset shift that a lot of people maybe have, you know, questions about like ahead of time. And they're like, you know, I've always stuck the pace and distance. I've always stuck the same exact way and I've always gotten the same results. But to be able to do something you've never done before, you have to try something that maybe you've never done before. And that's stick to that that wattage target and something that, you know, you believe in. I really like the, you know, sort of mindset of, um, you know, we, we were just in New York as well, talking to people, uh, you know, they had never run the New York City Marathon. They were kind of questioning the target. They were that same exact type of hesitancy saying, you know, I think I can do this. I'm just not totally sure. But the thing that power really gives you is that it's just another run and it just happens to be race day and you're using the same exact setup that you've been used to, um, you know, all, all throughout your training and, and stuff like that. I do want to um, 
ask a follow-up question too, because you talked about what you like to look at on your wrist when, when you're running in, in your data field setup. Can you tell us a little bit more about the rival watch and maybe what your setup's like and what the different um, you know, kind of potential features are in the potential setups? Because every runner has their setup that they like, they have their screens that they like, you know, whether they're using this watch, that watch, another watch. Uh, what, what, what kind of things do you have on, on your wrist when you're running in real time? And then what are kind of the potential features that you can get with the rival? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my, my standard page, so we, we have uh, on the watch, we have pages. And then with the page, you can uh, zoom in and out, similar like you can our bike computers for people that have used those. Um, and so I'll start with a page that's configured with five data fields, um, but I'll look at the primary first three of those. Um, and so, as I mentioned, that's uh, three second uh, wattage, that is lap wattage, and that is distance. Uh, then I can zoom out and I can get time. Um, and I forget what I have on that main page because I rarely ever zoom out. Um, but you just do like a pinch to zoom with the buttons while you're running. It's really natural. And you can just zoom in and out. Then also, I'll have other pages that I'll look at. I will sometimes, uh, well, sometimes I'll look at what time it is because I, I'm like, I'm supposed to be home by whatever time. So like, I'll have that. Uh, one of the things we have, a really cool feature that one of our uh, developers, UX folks uh, built during a hackathon is we have this um, pin page uh, capability where you can pin a particular page. So, uh, and you can change which page is pinned throughout the run. So I'll pin the, um, the page that has uh, power on it. And then as I move off and I look at some other metric that I care about, you know, maybe whatever it might be, uh, it'll automatically come back without me having to do anything. And then I know I always have just power sitting right there. Um, so that's basically how I do it. Now, if I'm doing a structured workout, then I'll use our structured workout uh, or planned workout capability. And I love that. That's got, I'll look at the page on that that has the dial. So if, uh, if I'm uh, doing, right now I'm on a stride training plan, but if I if I'm on that plan and I'm uh, set up to do a, you know, 220 to 253 or something like zone two um, uh, for, you know, longer run, um, I will put that in there and, and then I'll just watch the dial. And all I do is make sure that I'm in the green on the dial. Um, and, and, and what it's interesting is um, with stride, I find that it, it causes me to run a lot slower than I think I should uphill and a lot faster than I ever would by pace downhill. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's a really, it's a really weird thing, but um, it means I have a, a much more, you know, sm a much smoother run. Yeah, exactly. I want to talk about those two features kind of separate too, and highlight the fact that, um, you know, it's driven by, by runners. Uh, I, know everybody has you know used a watch or used a setup where you know you're on your main screen everybody has that one that they focus on and then maybe just for fun you put another two three four five screens with different metrics and stuff like that once you cycle through one you have to go all the way back to yep. your your favorite page and then you accidentally go by it and oh, now yeah. you have to go through the whole cycle again so to have that feature that you mentioned like that the pinned page i think is a testament and a highlight to actual runners developing stuff and saying, you know, hey, wouldn't it be great if we had this functionality and this feature? And that's the same way we sort of do things like you've mentioned auto CP. Um, we want to have a better way to track runners fitness and stuff like that. That came out of, you know, a passion project at, at, at Stride just to be able to 
um, you know, be able to relay that sort of information. And then the workout uh, execution and the, the actual um, ability to use plan workouts and stuff. You know, I've used the plan workouts on the bike, on the bike computer, whether I'm indoors, you know, the computer talks to my kicker or I'm outdoors and I'm, you know, just loading something in from training peaks from another training platform. I, I really like that functionality. What can people expect that is similar, but then is also different? You mentioned the the gauge and kind of staying in that 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 little level and stuff. What is something that yeah might be similar and something that might be a little different or new for somebody using a planned workout feature on the rival? Yeah, um, our our gauge. What I like about it, our UX folks did a great job with it, um, and it is just very clear. Um, so. So I mainly will use that. There are also, I think we do a great job with the prompts, um, the countdowns, the prompts. Um, we we have one of them, our modes is high visibility mode uh, on our watch so that um, while you're running, you can just focus on whatever. If you just want one metric, um, what it does is it starts with the header of what that metric is and then the header disappears mm-hmm. and, and the screen gets much larger with the metric you care about. Because you you know if you see a distance on there, you, you know it's a lapse distance or something, you know. Uh, same thing with power. And so um, that mixed with the structured workout capability um, of just a nice, clean, easy experience. So you just glance down like we want the watch to get out of your way. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that was really important to us was uh, if we were going to have stride support, which we were, we wanted to have native stride support. We mm-hmm. didn't want somebody to have to work around and um, and struggle with it. So you can drop any stride metric. You can put as many as you want on as many pages and you can drop them all on the watch. And if you care about in-run LSS, drop it in there, right? Uh, if you're working on something specifically around gr- ground contact time, put it on there and have a page dedicated to that. And maybe, you know, maybe you're doing some type of interval where you're specifically working on a particular thing, have a page for that interval, pin it. Uh, we obviously have work, work rest or run walk, um, you know, if you're working on certain things, uh, you can do that on the watch and it's all native. So you're in control of that and you can figure it all from your mobile app. So from the element app, you you decide what's on there, you move it around, you put it in priority and then it just it makes it very easy uh, to be able to do the same thing with structured workouts, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one follow up, I guess I want to ask is if people, you know, have gotten this far in the podcast and things sound good. It's a new, exciting, you know, feature launch. Maybe they've used other running watch brands in the past and they're thinking a little bit more, um, you know, about the Wahoo Rival watch. What would you say to somebody, you know, questioning how one easy it is to set up with stride? You mentioned native stride support, but can you walk us through what that looks like? And then also, um, you know, people are really used to having their data sent to certain training platforms. They don't want to, you know, mess anything up or lose a connection. Can you talk about maybe where that data goes and if they have to change anything in, in their setup at all? Yeah, and I can do this just from my personal experience. So uh, I've actually been running uh, with Stride on arrival since June of 2020. So um, we accidentally supported Stride. Um, because of our our support for uh, uh, cycling power meters. Um, and when I saw that, I was doing about to do a half marathon. It was like the first COVID half marathon I was going to do. And I was like, team, do not, met, do not stop this accident from happening. We obviously since then have expanded it to be really supporting all the stride metrics, but uh, for, the, for this launch. But um, 
but having that um, ability was just so easy because it's just pair a sensor. You see the sensor nearby. You can do it from the watch. Uh, you can do it from the smartphone. Um, you do it from the watch and it's going to appear immediately as a foot pod, but pretty quickly we discover that it's a stride. And when you see it in your sensor list, it's going to list it as a stride going forward. So you know what you're connecting to. Uh, then once you do that within the Element app, or you can even do this on the on the Stride. And in fact, I started with Stride uh, Power Center uh, connecting to Wahoo. That's actually how I I did the initial connection. Um, and you connect it just like you would any other third party. And so now, what I was doing before is I was running with my rival with Stride and have been for you know a little bit over a year now. Uh, but then I would do a sync from the pod up to Power Center. So I had all my Power Center metrics and Auto CP would work. Now all I do, uh, since we've been working on this together, now all I do is I just have connected the accounts, I run, it's uploaded, and it, it just works. And it goes everywhere that you want your yep. data to go. If you use a you know third-party training platform, something like Strava, it goes anywhere. It doesn't you don't have to change anything in your setup. So, what can people expect for the in-run experience? Maybe talking about battery life or weight on the wrist if they're coming from you know another watch brand. What are some highlights about the rival for the in-run experience like that? Yeah, one thing that the engineers have done really well, our, our lead engineer on the watch firmware, Paul, he's just, he is phenomenal at this. We have really worked hard to optimize battery life and do it in a way that we're not uh, doing it by just throwing battery at it. The watch um, is, while it's got a, a decent size screen, it feels very light on the wrist, um, much lighter than what I, what I used to run with. Um, and um, it's actually shocking, like in, until you pick it up, you really can't tell how light it, it is. Um, but it certainly is very light on the wrist. Um, from a battery life perspective, I'm delighted with battery life. I'll, uh, this isn't what we necessarily quote, but we had a team, a relay team doing um, hood to coast. Um, and they did a, they treated the, um, the watch as a baton and they handed it off. Uh, and I think, uh, I forget how long it took them, but um, you, I think they got like 24 hours or something worth of of battery life. So uh, I think we, I think, and I'm sorry, I should know this. I think we spec it out at like 17 or 19 or something like that. Um, and, uh, uh, but I, I mean, I've never, I've never gone that long. So yeah, uh, we, we want to make sure that anybody can do a full Ironman with our watch with no problem connected to all sensors. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have, uh, you know, some endurance athletes that are ultra runners that, that use the watch. And uh, I think they, they go in that 20 hour range. Mm -hmm. And if people aren't necessarily Jim Walmsley winning Western States in 14 hours, and they need a little bit longer extra yeah. battery life, it's, it's totally there for them in, in that case. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm, if it can last for how long I'm out there on an event, it's going to last for anybody else. Cause I, I take my sweet time. Sure. Sure. Um, I have two questions more about your running before we wrap up what is your next big goal race you mentioned the checking off the continents what is the uh, next thing you kind of have that's on the the horizon on your list yeah my wife has uh she's working on world majors and she's working just at berlin and but she's also working on continents and she has everything except for antarctica and africa uh, and we were on the wait list for 2023 for Antarctica and just got bumped up. So I found out uh, a couple weeks ago that I better start training because there's a, a decent cutoff uh, for me. And you go a little bit slower, but I'm going to be running Antarctica February 6th. Um, and I'm actually training for it, which is, is awesome on, on a stride training plan. 
Um, and uh, and that'll be the next one. So we're we're just a few weeks out, really, and uh, hopefully it'll go well. I've heard training is a good thing for for marathons specifically to be able to, yeah. to train for it is good. Yeah, you know, I did I did one uh, I did Sun Valley, Idaho, a few months ago back in June, and uh, luckily it was a downhill, and I knew I was only trained to probably 14-ish. And that was another way I used stride is I used stride to kind of discount, like I, I looked at it and I was like, okay, what do I think I really could do? And I'll tell you, I, I felt I could do 18 at what it said to do, but I backed it off a little bit. And sure enough, I got right through 18 at the power I designated. And then the next eight, it was, I just did intervals, and I, but I kept it at the same average power. And I was able to finish that, even though I really, I had no business running that marathon. Mm -hmm. And it gave you that sort of uh, inspiration, but maybe with uh, a little bit of uh, training on a stride training plan for, for a couple of weeks ahead of that, it'll be, you know, a, a full 26.2 mile miles of running in the, in the Antarctic weather and stuff like that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I fully recommend training for marathon. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, the last sort of question, runner to runner, that I really like to ask: What kind of shoes do you run in? What's what's your preferred uh, type of shooter? At yeah, I'm I'm a complete outlier. You wouldn't find this. I don't think it's in the top five. Um, I'm in uh, the Mizuno Wave Inspire, but the reason is I'm a 14-2e, and when you are a 14-2e, you limit a number of your options. Um, I'm very uh, happy to have a, a wife that works at a local running store. And so um, I will always be in the appropriate shoes for me um, and my large frame. Uh, but yeah, I, I run in, and uh, you know, and that's, uh, you know, it's the best running shoe is the one that works well for you. And this one's worked well for me for uh, a number of years. Exactly, exactly. Um, and the best potential new watch for somebody to pick up with Stride integration could be the Wahoo Rival. Can you tell us uh, where, if people are curious to find more information about it, where can they go uh, to learn if there's a you know social media channel, if there's a website, where should people go if they're interested to potentially pick one up? Yeah, absolutely. Go to wahoofitness.com. You certainly can buy direct. Um, it is in a number of uh, local running stores, a lot of triathlon stores, just because of our heritage with cycling and the fact that some of the initial hero features were things like auto transition, where you, you touchless transition, where you don't even touch the watch when you do uh, an, a, a triathlon. And also, if you have a Wahoo head unit, it'll automatically hand out hand off the workout out to your head unit, which is really, really nice. So uh, we try to make it super simple. So that's why it's in a lot of triathlon shops. But yeah, go to wahoofitness.com and look at the product. Um, I love the product. Uh, you're going to see more from us. Um, you know, this is really just the beginning. Uh, uh, but I love running with it. Absolutely. Thank you again so much, John, for taking time to come on the Stride Power podcast, talk more about the Wahoo Element Rival. I'm super excited. We have been testing it as well, and we we love running with Wahoo. I, again, use it for all my biking, all my running stuff, so I really like it. Um, thanks again for coming on, and we look forward to this great Stride Native integration, and we hope to see more from you, and we wish you the best of luck, too, with your upcoming uh, continental uh, marathons. Awesome. Thanks so much. I loved it.